this. Yes, now, and welcome back to episode 62 of the Top Loader podcast. And as you can see, we are joined by a guest this week. But first and not least, he's looking forward to Germany this weekend. So, H, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, yeah, very well. Thank you, Ronnie. I just said, obviously, very much looking forward to, to getting out to Germany this weekend. Um, what's the date today? Obviously, this, this, this will go out tonight, but obviously, no. Yeah, flying to Germany on Friday. So, yeah, very much looking forward to that, seeing what the atmosphere is like out there. Um, first European card show. So, yeah, very much all eyes now on on that. But I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, can't complain. Getting over a long coach journey on Sunday to Newcastle, near enough a 17-hour day, but was worth it in the end. So, any Newcastle people listening to this, yeah, your Saudi millions ain't doing that well at the moment. But we are joined by a very special guest who's just reached 1,000 followers on Instagram, and he's closing in on 100 subscribers on youtube and obviously welcome Ooh. back to the top low podcast he's normally on the specials for the london car show but he's got the call up full time now he's getting big in the youtube he's at the special part now really isn't he? yeah yeah well he's still oh, special you. but just in another way but <laughs> jason how you doing my friend i'm doing all good ronnie uh thank you for having me on again um i think it's third time now i'm on so third time lucky obviously as you said uh yeah just hit a thousand uh followers on um Instagram and I think it's I think I'm on 95 and on YouTube so five more hopefully we can end that end that well hit that by the end of the week fingers crossed I was gonna say we before we go into our talking points for this episode how was we noticed I was looking through your YouTube numbers just before we um started this recording and your London car show ones I know when we talked to you about the special Ooh. you said oh looking forward to getting a couple of videos done so how have they gone down for you did they do really well the videos because by the look of it, it was very high performing for you. They went very, very good. I'm just on my phone quick. Just like, so, oh, okay. Okay, so we've got a big announcement. So the London Card Show vlog, um, that just literally hit 602 uh, viewers. Very well done. Uh, which probably is obviously my best viewed video. Uh, the next one was obviously, I admit, was Ronnie Eyes uh, idea. Um, obviously asking uh, people what their favourite set of all time was. That just hit 262. And then London Card Show pickups, just filming like from my own home, just showing what cards I actually picked up. I got 218. So altogether, what, a thousand views, I'd say. Yeah, a thousand views. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask H on that. <laughs> yeah, Don't I'll, ask me, mate. I ain't no better. <laughs> I was going to say, our resident maths expert over there. <laughs> I could even add, add up to 100. <laughs> but no, I think. Like I say, the London Car Show is very good, obviously. Hey, just now looking forward to Germany. Um, by the time, you know, all the shows be going around, obviously, Manchester, Northwest, London, South Coast, so they're all coming thick and fast. But we're going to talk about more generic topics, obviously, this week on the podcast, starting with the release last Friday of the Blasters, obviously the second release of a retail product within the UK, um, obviously heading down to game again. Obviously, it was never going to be as much demand in comparison to the Merlin Chrome. Merlin Chrome's obviously a fantastic set, but yeah. me and Jason did pop down to our local game store just to have a nice, cheap, fun rip. Um, was actually a very good product. Um, no doubt. I think a lot of people normally said to the paper one's not really that good. doesn't really look that good. I remember I've got a parallel from last year for, I think, Muller or someone like that, and I didn't really like the effect. You could tell it was paper, but this year it's more of a chrome effect than... Yeah. I know H, you actually do have a first edition one, which is obviously the same four as well. So, in in all, obviously, we are looking forward to the release of Chrome and Sapphire down the line. But do you think this year's papers actually not gone down much better than it has in previous years? Yeah, I think with it being another UK release where it's accessible within game again, I think it's always bound to be a lot more popular slash successful. 
I think, you know, we saw that with Merlin when there was the Blasters were released in game at some point last year. Um, I think we've seen the same again this year, obviously, with the new product being released in, in game as well. So I think, like I said, it, it definitely points all in the right direction towards the UK scene growing. Um, you know, I said you've got product that's now accessible from retail stores. You know, obviously, score is back in the um, Smith stores as well. So, you know, it's coming a bit more, a bit wider the uh the market obviously for us to be able to actually actually have access to these retail products in in UK stores which is nice to see um that side though I think the paper release has gone down a lot better than yeah. obviously I think probably people first probably anticipated um again paper's a bit like my really, isn't it it's, it's people are gonna look people either hate it um and obviously you know most people will probably focus on Chrome and Sapphire but um yeah I do think for the time being in the interim I think the paper has done really well um, we've seen some big hits already. Um, so like I said, I've got myself a Saka from the first edition. Um, so yeah, I do think it's been a lot popular than probably people first thought. Um, but like we said, you can't really complain when you've got these products now accessible in, in retail stores, which is very re- refreshing. Uh, I wish I got down to a game store, but my local one has closed down. So didn't fancy a 40-minute journey to the next game store. And I didn't get offered to go to Strap Fever. So, you know, this is what it is in the, the day. Yeah, so yeah, sadly that was the VIP treatment at Stratford, but <laughs> obviously, um, so Jason's made it out of special to VIP. That's yeah, how it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he's going up the ranks here. By the time you know, it'd be taken over as host. It'd be great. I was going to say, that's it, Jason passing the baton next time, mate. Yeah, we'll just get him signed up full time in a minute. But no, Jace, obviously you've opened two boxes. Obviously, one as more of a personal and another one for your YouTube channel. So with the blasters, obviously you get one numbered per blaster, which is still a great one. Obviously, most of the time you're hitting the yellows to 299 or 249 or whatever it is. But you do get four Inferno parallels as well, which are really nice good cards. So how do you actually think the cards looked in the blasters? Obviously, the odds of making your money back is quite low, but you've done quite mm-hmm. all right on at least one of your boxes anyway. Yeah, so obviously went um, to game with Ronnie, uh, bought obviously two of these, obviously got this in hand, yeah, it's been opened. Um, opened the first one, I believe my hit was for the numbered, well, I think it was a Timo Werner out of 299, so it wasn't really amazing. Little fun rip, and uh, obviously opened one for the YouTube channel. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, I've got a uh, Mudrick out of 99 Ice Foil which is a colour match, which was very nice. And uh, yeah, I've got like in the uh, Inferno's like right, right beside me. I think very, very nice cards. Obviously, the feel of them are not amazing. Obviously, they're paper. But I think to get them four in each blast, it makes you uh, think, OK, I've got a chance to get, you know, a Messi or, you know, trying to think who are the rookies in here. Probably like Gavi or something like that. But Enzo Fernandez, Mudrick. Uh, oh, well, there you go. And I hit a Mudrick as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think they're obviously very good that they're accessible. Obviously, going game, it makes people like younger kids going into games, say if they wanted to buy Pokemon, they see like some football one, they'll be like, oh, I'll buy that instead. Um, I, th- I admit when we went to the game store for uh, the Merlin, I think there was literally a queue outside. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of resellers there with yeah, their Supreme bags. Yeah. Um, but this time, literally, I think they were hiding them at the back. Like they didn't, I didn't, I didn't think they knew they had the boxes, you know, in them, uh, themselves. But yeah, very nice um, set to have, obviously, in the future, hopefully, we can get like boxes into game, which will obviously be big, and maybe we can get some case breaks in a uh, in game as well. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's a good thing now. Obviously, now having the retail going in, and obviously the next one up in there, which is Superstars, which I believe is actually in game stores oh, now, which is a bit of a different format. You can get your hobby boxes. I think it's blasters, hangers, and individual packs, which would be quite a good one. Yeah. 
maybe to go and try and find as well because that looks quite a nice set. Obviously, it's like the top's equivalent of a score take on, but of what I've seen, it's just a load of color, a lot of numbered stuff, which is going to be really good. And like you say, hopefully one day you'll start. Obviously, the Panini do score in Smiths, but hopefully you might see some blasters for Prism and stuff like that coming oh. over. Oh. I would, uh, yeah, that'd be very. It would good. be dangerous, but it would be very a good one, especially. I think that if a Tesco's or something like that gets on the back of it, it could be, be a big change. Because obviously, you're only really going to ever get it where they sell your Pokemon or TCG card. So you never know. A Tesco's or Sainsbury's might pick up an option of even doing like a score to begin with to see how it sells. And then because they sell the stickers, why not sell the cards? But obviously now that's all out. We're looking forward to Chrome now. So we're, we've seen the design now for the paper, so first edition and UCC. Obviously, Chrome... By the looks of it, uh, after the Tops football, whatever, total football, whatever the app's called nowadays, it had the preview of the to free parallel, what you can get in the game. And it does show Champions League, Europa League and UEFA Conference League cards. So, hey, obviously for us being Arsenal fans, it's good because it be, looks like it's going to be the first time we've ever been in uh, Champions League slash UEFA competitions, whatever they want to call it, Chrome. Do you like it that they're spreading out from just Champions League into all competitions, or would you rather them keep it more exclusive into the Champions League? It's difficult, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, I think Merlin has always been Champions League and Europa League. Um, Also, now with Topps Chrome, it was always just Champions League. So it's difficult, obviously, like us being obviously back in the Champions League. Now it's for us, it's like, oh, cool, we've been in it regardless of whether it was Champions League, Europa League. You wait for cup, wherever it was called. Um, I feel like it takes away the individuality of it being just purely down to Champions League. But in the same breath, the checkers then gets bigger. The checkers gets a lot wider because you're incorporating three different competitions into it. Um, so for me, I, I feel like it takes the edge off it a little bit. But in that same breath, you know how popular Merlin is with all the competitions in that. So and with it being a Chrome set, I don't think it's going to take too much away from it um but like i said obviously it just it does take away that that little bit of panache if you like with it being just put it down to down to champions league so you know it's not the end of the world um i think it's quite cool they're incorporating it into the three different competitions you've got a lot broader amount of players um you know more variety of hitting a good card low numbered with it being obviously a, a wider variety of players so yeah, it's a pretty 50-50, to be quite honest. Um, obviously, for us, it didn't make too much of a difference because we're going to be in the Champions League anyway. Um, but yeah, so I think it may just take the edge off it a little bit, the fact that it's now broadened out. But like I said, you saw how well Merlin does, obviously, with the Champions yeah. League and the uh, Europa League in there at the same time. So hopefully it follows on from that. And I mean, Top Chrome itself sells itself. So it shouldn't make too much of a difference. But I'm intrigued to see what the, the concept is. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with you. I think it's one of those that it's going to be interesting to see if the checklist stays a similar one to mm. a paper one, it'd be quite right because it's not the abundance of a checklist. But then rather than when it's like Champions League, they have like seven, eight players per team, you might get it watered down a bit to like four or five players a team, which is not the best if you're collecting a team who's in the Champions League. But then, yeah, again, as you say, it opens the doors to more people buying in. It does water it down a little bit, like. But some of the cards are really nice. I hope they do stick with Chrome, the winners ones of uh, Frankfurt, Roma and Real Madrid, of them, the landscape ones. I think they're a great looking card. And I think that's a really nice one too. I wouldn't even mind if they'd done like the awards one, like player of the year, top goal scorer. That's quite a nice set. It's like a bit different. But obviously, Jason, 
obviously you mainly collect Spanish teams or Spanish players. So now having this, you'll open up more competitions for some of the younger Spanish players. I know obviously it's normally the same faces in the Champions League in the Spanish yeah. league. But now having like your likes of Villarreal are going to be in it more often, Sevilla. Do you think it's going to be quite good as well for like the Spanish league and trying to get a bit more reputation into some of their players, having them in such a high set? Yeah, 100%. I think obviously what you and Harry were talking about as well, like um, having three competitions, so obviously the Champions League, the Europa League and the Conference. Say for example, someone's picking up, you know, all the out of 50 golds. How's that going to work out? It's going to be a long, long process for them. But yeah, talking about the Spanish, I think, yeah, I think it's good, obviously, given more variety. Um, it's going to be a lot, lot different, obviously, more teams. Um, there's probably one player I'll probably be picking up, uh, probably Ica Bravo from Real Madrid. But yeah, no, ex you know, for Jeremy Pino as well, obviously, someone else I collect, for him to be in the set. Um, but the only problem is, I think, the main ones that people look out for is Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico Madrid from time to time. But um, I think they will still be forgotten about, like the Sevilla, obviously Real Sociedad, unless they have like one great player that's going to obviously boom across the across the board, which from looking at it, Sevilla, I don't see anyone, to be honest. They're, well, they're in a relegation battle. So, well, they, well, they was. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think they will still be forgotten about. Like, you know, if you pull one though, out of 50, super, so from Sevilla, and I was going to be like, you know, hiding around, you know, all that. But I think it would be good to introduce, obviously, new teams and everything like that. But it doesn't make a difference for me. I think everyone's going to still go for the Gavis, your Pedris, your Barcelona, your Real Madrids and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, moving on to another set that we haven't really seen much of yet because it was only announced last week. But it was there was questions started to raise. I know we, me and H talked about it last week, that it was quite quiet on the Chronicles front that... We hadn't really heard an official release of it or a rough date of it. Um, but it now looks like, well, it is being confirmed by Panini that we are receiving another Chronicle set, which is great. Um, how the makeup of it's going to be a bit different is, for example, now with Select having uh, its own flagship collection that they are moving, like maybe they've got like gold standard going into it. So it'd be quite intriguing to see that. But it's a good set that gives you a lot of rarity, especially with younger players. Um, I know I'm going to come straight back to you, Jess, because I know you've got quite a few Chronicles cards, especially from the Spanish league, because they have a lot of rookies in it. Um, you've had players in there. He's trying to think of it now. Look, it's literally. Wait, who do I have? Well, I'm saying Jeremy. You can see the clogs working over. Oh, wait. Half of his <laughs> half of his collections, Jeremy Pino from Chronicles, and he can't even remember that. He's oh got yeah, 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 yeah. There yeah. we go. Jason's but, in the mud. Obviously, Chronicles <laughs> does feature the three leagues of Premier League, La Liga, and Serie. A. Um, and some of the nicest cards, in my personal opinion, are from Chronicles. Maybe, right, so yeah. I'm putting it out there, rookie tickets are never going to be the same as 1920. No, they're horrible. There are some good-looking cards in Chronicles. Some of the parallels are banging, especially some of the first off-the-line pink waves, your cracked ices, your greens to five. So it's great to see, um, Jace, that Chronicles is returning yet again and probably going to have a bit of a different setup because other sets have been released this year, which are normally within... Uh, Chronicles themselves. Yeah, I understand. I think obviously, as you said, there'll nothing will beat that rookie. Um, that I would say that rookie class, or just the way that that rookie uh, rookie ticket actually looked. Um, obviously, I've got a few um, Jeremy Pino from Chronicles as, as I just remembered, uh, including like the XR out of five, which surprisingly got a ten. I don't know how this happened, but yeah, 
I think Chronicles is obviously one of the biggest sets. Obviously, you can get, you know, people from, you know, obviously Premier League and then you've got the league and then Serie A. Um, obviously, rookie tickets are known for, you know, being the big rookie players. They do sell quite a few. And quite They fetch quite a few money. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think this Chronicles compared to other Chronicles won't do as well. I think with other sets coming out as well, like, for example, the Select that just came out. You, I think, wow, that I think they done a really, really good job with that set. I think obviously you collecting some uh, Jackers I've seen. Obviously, I'm picking up some Rodrigo, Rodrigo Raquel May, but I think Chronicles this year will do well. But I think it'll be a set that will do well for a couple months. Obviously, as it's being new, and then I think it will die down compared to all the other, all the other ones that do. As I say, obviously, it looks like it's going to be the usual setup of three boxes of the three leagues at 15 yeah. boxes with one hit. So, H, the 4,897,000 4, cards which are in the checklist, it's very hard to hit what? within the product, especially Jesus. your hits, your numbered, your patches, which come out left, right and centre, very hard to find autos. But it does bring up some nice cards. And I know, obviously, you're a, obviously an Arsenal fan, collect the Arsenal cards. So is it going to be a set you look forward to or is it going to be a more case of picking them up on the secondary market and still focusing on your lights of select, your prisms, which are more the higher end? And especially now we're approaching Immaculate, which is coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. You're coming out with Impeccable as well very soon. So that's two big boys going to come out probably before Chronicles. So is it going to be a bit of a, a cherry on top of the ice in terms of all the main sets are out and this is just like the last one of this year? Or is it going to be a big release again? Um, I feel like Chronicles always does well, but I think like we've all said, nothing's ever going to top the 1920 product. So for me, for, for me personally, I'll always pick them up on the secondary market. I don't really tend to enter a lot of breaks anymore. Um, I've always just sort of been like, I'll just buy the cards when I want them as opposed to putting money into a break and you're potentially hitting nothing or, you know, you hit a one of one and you're laughing, but it's the risk you got to take. So I think, you know, with Immaculate around the corner and Peck around the corner, you know, again, price point's very high, as it always has been for those sort of Panini products. So, yeah, for me, I think, you know, Chronicles always is a hit. It's always a nice little fun break. You know, it's very popular amongst whatnot. Um, but for me, yeah, I'll always wait for the for the secondary market to, to come up and then just pick the cards up off of, off of that. So, um, I think yeah, it's it's just one of those one of those, another another set that's released, and so you've got a variety in there with the with the three different leagues. But yeah, for me, it's, it's a very heavy checklist, a very big checklist, and you know the chances of hitting are sometimes quite slim. Um, but you know if you're a, quite a broad collector and collect a lot of different things, it's fairly right up your street. Jason put his hand up there. Yeah. Um, anything Spanish is all over it, so. Um, but yeah, so for me, I think, yeah, just wait for the secondary market. So you've got some big releases coming up soon anyway. So that'll probably take over the market. Um, but yeah, Chronicles always does really well. So I've no doubt it would do well again this time, but it's going to be very difficult to top that 1920 release. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I quite, I quite enjoy Chronicles as well when you do get the H2s coming out. Obviously, T-Malls as well do have some nice parallels in it, but it's such a big checklist, so many different parallels that, like I say, if you're buying into a cage break, you normally get... If you're doing like a pick your play, you normally get it quite cheap unless it's one of the big players because there's so many cards. The odds of hitting anything is very low. So I remember once doing, I think I was in a five case of 
like five different Arsenal players, I've got like one parallel. And that's actually a good hit because you're only getting one parallel per box apart from your hit. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see. Obviously, when more information comes out about that checklist, we'll talk through that a lot more because it's all up in the air at the moment. What set's going to be in it? How many different autos? Because like we said, there's been a lot of new autos that Panini have got this year. I think Select's been the perfect example. That's been really intriguing. I was watching a break last night, and for a Liverpool perspective, I was really surprised. I had Fernando Torres, so Kenny Dalglish, and I was like, they're doing really well now of picking up different players, and actually not some of these players that no one cares about in their team colours. You see it all the time, and you're like, why? No one wants that kind of card. Obviously, now for Arsenal, having the likes of Tony Adams, Lim Brady, a legend from the 70s, is a fantastic addition. Granite Xhaka in redemption form in select, which is a bit of a bummer, even though he's he's on he's actually signed for tops, but not with Panini at the moment. So seeing the parallels of them going up for it, ridiculous money is fun at the moment. But like I say, it's one of them at time or only tell with that. Same with Impeccables when we see them trick lists immaculate. But I think upcoming this week, I believe, is select FIFA, which is more of your international stuff, which is going to be quite intriguing. And then in two and a half weeks' time, I think it is select Syria, which is going to be a very intriguing product, especially if um, Kavicha makes a checklist for Napoli, which oh, wow, he should yeah. be doing, which would be one of his first ever cards. And after Napoli winning the league, I think it's going to be an absolutely fortune in Napoli spot. Obviously him, Austin Men, you've got players like uh, Giancomo, Raspadori as well, which would be a very good one to see. But moving on now, obviously, to a recent pickups. We'll do that before we just talk about the hobby in general. Um, it's been a bit of a quiet one, obviously, I'm going to guess for H because of their upcoming German show. And now he's going to be um, saying, no, sadly, I haven't bought anything. I'm saving it all for Currywurst and Pilsner. H, have you picked anything up? No, I'm saving it all for Curry first and Pilsner. <laughs> no, it's, I actually haven't picked anything up since uh, since London, to be quite honest with you. I know, obviously, I'll talk to you about a uh, Smith for Obsidian that I potentially may try and get for the Obsidian rainbow that I've somehow managed to get myself into. Um, but no, otherwise, yeah, as I said, obviously, my attention is very much on Germany this weekend. Um, see what's going on there. And like we said, save money for the beers. Yeah, I can't but... complain about that at all. Um, actually, I have got a pickup this week and it is in person, so I can actually show it off for a change. Got this lovely gold wave granite jacker from 2020 2021 Prism. It come up at £40, and I was like, for a gold to 10, I hit gold to 10 this year is going for about 2 250 And I think the gold, in a way, the true gold is really nice, just plain, but the wave design, I think I, I actually prefer the gold wave to a. Uh, the true one, so I'm very happy to have that in the collection, um, especially obviously being Granite Xhaka. How many more Arsenal cards is going to get? That's the question of some rumours recently. But the main reason we actually invited this person on the podcast was because he picks up more cards than any person I know, uh, whether it's Star Wars, whether it's vintage, whether it's modern. So have you picked anything up recently? Because I know you have picked up a very nice uh, rookie from the La Liga select set. I think you need a whole another episode for just <laughs> my pickups, honestly. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll get the fingers up. Let's have what I've actually got. So, got a couple uh, Rodrigo Raquel made from Select. Uh, they're currently in America. I've got the out of 35 tie-dye. I've got the out of 75, which I think, for the price that I got, I think a very, very good price. I don't think I could actually lose on them for how cheap I actually got them. Um, I've got um, a Sergio Ramos uh, rookie. Let me see if I think I've actually got it here. Sorry for the sound if it's making a lot, a lot of sound. Um, got oh god, this yeah. So I got this rookie for um, PSA eight. Got that for I believe thirty quid, which I thought was an absolute steal. 
Uh, just looking at obviously recent comps. I've got some Star Wars cards. Obviously, May the Fourth just being just past us. Obviously, May the Fourth be with you. Uh, picked up a couple of Star Wars there. Uh, got a David Villa uh, auto from Chronicles PSA nine. I got uh, where else? Okay, I got a few more. I think yeah, I got another Star. I got a few more Star Wars. I think that's it. I see. This is what I said, people. When I said we've invited him on for his pickups. It's incredible. Like if he was, if we had him on every week, this actual segment would be a good segment rather than yeah. oh, one card here and there. But I'm actually going to ask you about because me and oh, I know personally, and I don't know hate yourself, obviously not really into the Star Wars collectible world, especially uh, the card. So how is it like? I know Tops have the license for. It. I see a Tops Chrome being released last week. So how is it within the Star Wars world? Is it is it like the Chromes of like? finest um yeah so like the flagship ones or is there like other sets like we can compare so you've got a few that well there's one that i'm currently collecting at the moment so you've got top's finest which is really really nice obviously uh just the design of it you've got uh top's chrome i think galaxy which is a very very nice one i think that went when that came out that got a lot of hype you've got i think top's chrome black you've got there's a lot but the only problem is i think with star wars Say if you do get a box and you open it, the chance of getting an auto of someone you actually know is very, very low. You'll get a character from, I don't know, some TV series that you've never heard of. But yeah, there's there's a lot of autos of people that you literally do not know who they are. Even though you're a massive Star Wars fan, you you will not know who they are. But yeah, it's it's, it's very nice um um stuff to collect. Obviously, they've got. The actual movies, they've got the actual series, they've got the cartoons, they've got a lot of stuff. So there is a lot of stuff to collect. And uh, yeah, picked up, yeah, I think, I don't know if anyone knows Star Wars, but from uh, Clone Wars, someone called Tech, out of 10. So it's black on black. So I thought that was quite cool. So yeah, it's a very nice market. I was going to say, it's one of them that I've seen quite a bit. I see quite a bit of it at the last London card show as well. That kind of had a look at it just to see what it was like. And it did look really nice. Obviously, I think it always helps when they have the chrome and finest design because they're just such a lovely parallel. Beautiful, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's quite intriguing. Obviously, no doubt you'll be showing some of them off when they do arrive on your YouTube. So I would recommend people have a look at them. If you want to just see them off, because there might be a lot of people out there who like Star Wars and didn't really realise that there was a true collection out there of it. But obviously... How the how the hobby's going? There's most yeah. programs are getting their own stuff. Obviously, Stranger Things had their own one. Star Wars had it, and then you're looking at some of the sets in America. Walking uh, Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead had their own autos. Game of Thrones had it. Star Trek had it. Lord of the <laughs> Rings had it. Like there've been loads of different ones. Harry Potter. Yeah. Obviously, the last talking point, and I think it's quite an intriguing one. There was a live done last week by Aaron from the Grand Club slash Investing in Soccer, talking just about the hobby itself in the UK. Um, and I just wanted to get everyone's opinion on this. So starting with you, H, obviously it's in a bit of a quiet spot at the moment, the hobby. Um, seems like prices are now falling back to their true prices. Obviously, they were so inflated 18 months ago that they're getting back to normal. We did mention this after the London card show that a lot of the prices there were like 2020 prices. So how are you finding the hobby at the moment in general? Because I'm in two minds. I think, A, it's brilliant that, now the collectors can actually collect. Um, they're flipping is not as much as an issue as it once was. But then on the other hand, there seems to be less people. So how how do you think the hobby's going at the moment in the UK? Because obviously can't really comment on other locations. Yeah, I, I do think we're in a bit of a quiet spell at the moment. 
Um, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head there. We said the collectors can actually collect because I feel like the prices are now becoming what they probably should be instead of, you know, comps plus 300%. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's just a bit of a quiet spell at the moment. I feel like, you know, there's not as many people buying, in my opinion. I feel like you see a lot of the same stories for South Park and Jason, obviously. Yeah. I feel like you see a lot of the same stories with the same cards for sale oh, yeah. weeks down the line. Um, but in the same breath, the people that are still collecting and are still active are the ones that always have been. So, you know, I do feel like, yeah, we're a bit of a dry spell, but I feel like, you know, with the current climate and situation at the moment, the higher price point cards aren't really selling. I think we saw that from the last two, three London card shows where it's sort of your £100 max and under cards that are shifting. Um, so anyone with any higher higher end cards, obviously, it's probably finding it more difficult to sell. Um, that being said, though, I do feel like, you know, the community is still going strong. I feel like, you know, the releasing game was popular and I feel like it brought people back together. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just feel like, you know, we're getting to the point where it's the end of the football season as well. Um, you know, obviously, naturally, same with the F1 season, it becomes a lot quieter in the off season. Prices also tend to mellow off a little bit. But, you know, I, feel, I do feel like it's still going strong. Obviously, you know, I got Germany this weekend. So, obviously, for me, um, it's still very much in full swing. But, like we said, I just think it's purely down to the fact that people aren't spending that much money on the higher priced cards. Um, and it is still more your, you know, 50 to 100 price range that is selling the most. Um, but yeah, like I said, obviously, the, the, the hobby always goes through fits and starts and it always goes up and down in waves. So I think at the moment we're in this bit of a bit of a rut, but, you know, I'm sure with you releases around the corner, um, we'll see it. We'll see it come back up again soon. As I say, since I've seen quite a lot of people who I hadn't seen in the hobby for a while getting involved in Select, and I think that's really brought a few people back. And it's always this time of year where all the sets are coming out. It does draw people back in. And like we say, now coming up to the summer period, it's going to be quite intriguing because obviously a lot of people will be going on holidays they have a bit less money to spend on the hobby, which would be quite intriguing, especially when it comes to the like card show season. I know the end of July slash early August is quite a busy period for most people, a lot of people are on holiday anyway, but at the end of July, you've got the Nationals obviously in Chicago. And then the week after that, you've got London Card Show. And I think like week or two weeks after that, you've got South Coast. So it's going to be intriguing. Um, obviously, over to you, Jace. Obviously, how, how are you finding the hobby at the moment, especially as well, I think from a YouTube perspective for you as well. Obviously, I know you're new into it, but do you feel like it's at a time now that people are really looking at content for card rate stuff because they have less money to spend, so they're just indulging in that side of it a bit more than maybe buying themselves? No, I understand. I think, I don't know, it's a weird feel in the hobby for me. I think, obviously, I'm always going to be buying no matter what, uh, still going to be in the hobby. Uh, but I just, I think, like, even I even messaged you last night about, I see, it's a bit weird, I think, with obviously the, prices of stuff going up you know in like reality and everything it makes me feel real like realize like will people have that extra money to buy cards or go into box breaks to uh, obviously um do stuff like that but i think it's it's a bit it's a bit of a weird place at the moment obviously with the youtube i think i'm always going to go on youtube and type in soccer cards or football cards and always watch whatever's available that's just me but i think obviously with the views i've been getting recently i think there, there is still an interest in the um in the hobby. I think obviously it's mellowed down a bit from obviously past, and um I think I will be on holiday in June, but I still will be buying cars no matter what. 
I'm on the holiday. I'll be looking at eBay while I'm at the <laughs> hotel. But um, yeah, it's 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 a bit of a weird one. I don't think it's ever going to personally for me go to the heights of 2020 in a long time. But I think I'm enjoying it at the moment, still collecting the cards and uh, spending my money. But I didn't watch Aaron's uh, live stream. I was at work, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aaron, if you're listening to this. I was, uh, yeah, busy. Yeah, I think obviously just my perspective on it like you say it's still so so early the, the soccer hobby in, in itself is still super early mm. you've got to think baseball's been around for so long obviously i know cigarette cards and stuff like that for football have been around for over 120 years but the actual hobby releases your modern day more cards it's really only last 30 years that they've been coming around so it's still so early the uk especially like the actual football that we've got over here is so minimal I was, I was talking to someone at the last London card show about exactly the same thing. And I was like, even if you just think of like the Emirates, for example, out of them 60,000 people, there's probably 50 people who collect cards and 60,000. Imagine even if it's 1% of the crowd, but there's 600. Yeah. That extra 500 people would be unbelievable for the hobby. Imagine 1% of every single stadium collecting cards. The prices would go mental. And I think it is one of them. It's a long game, especially that we are in early um, we're seeing it now that like the sets from seven years, six, seven years ago now are really popular. Your first Chrome's finest and stuff like that. So I think it's obviously it is a long game on a lot of products that you might think they're really cheap now, but who knows in four or five years time, they could be the most desirable ones. Obviously, I think you've got to look at, say, for example, Erlen Harlan. Obviously, I know he's doing absolute wonders this season, but 10 years down the line, he's probably, they'd be looking at that thinking, he might stay. I don't think he will, but if he stays at Man City his whole career and becomes a legend there, they'll be going back to his early Man City stuff or his Dortmund stuff or his Salzburg stuff. So yeah. I think it's going to be one of them that when someone retires, especially, then they go back and look at all their old stuff. And it's going to be one of them that in five to 10 years' time, it could be very different or it might be exactly the same. And this is kind of where it's going to plateau. But I'm just, you've got to think the size of the UK and the size of Europe, and especially in our, our football world, obviously, the soccer market. 1% of people who go to football or watch it join in. It's only going to do wonders for the hobby. And I think the perfect example is the Pokemon world that you see how busy it is at the card shows. And obviously, I think the first ever set of the Pokemon was around the mid-1990s. But just imagine that kind of hardcore following with the soccer cards that it's going to be a fantastic to see. And like I say, we're in early. It's great to see. We've experienced the first boom. We've seen it plateau now. So we know what cards to look for. And I think that's what it is now as well. I always said that you can, if you collect, if you're a collector, then you don't really lose money because you know you're investing in this product. Obviously flipping is a bit different because it goes up and down, but just collect what you want to collect. And then that's the best way to do the hobby. And I know me and H have said this on loads of occasions, but if you are just collecting what you want to collect and not worrying about reselling it or making the profit, it makes the hobby so much more enjoyable when, like I say, especially the card shows, it's about the people there when you're there talking to people, getting to know people. That's the real hobby. It's not always about the money. So like H is going to Germany this weekend like, to experience these like different places just through cardboard is fantastic. And no doubt, I think all three of us and a lot more people listen to this, are, we'll be dreaming about going to the Nationals one time or going yeah. over to Germany. I know the Netherlands, the Amsterdam show is getting set up, Paris show, there's ones in Sweden now that you can experience these new places. I'd love to go to the Mint Collective when it's in Vegas. It looks great fun, more of like a networking venue. But like 
the shows are what make the hobby and obviously the cards is what you're there for, but it's the people. So yes. over to you, H. Now, obviously looking at some of the cards that we're collecting at the moment, is there any people or players that you think for you personally that you want to collect because you think they might do well in the future? I know obviously you're collecting different ass ones. I know you've got some really nice Omri stuff, but do you think it really could be like the certain players that are looking back now and you're thinking they're just starting out? Or do you think it may be a case of looking at the, the 90s, early thousands, or obviously prior to that, that that could be the golden era because it's a lot more rare and scarce in good condition? Yeah, it's a, I think also at the moment for me, you look further down the line and you've got people like bias to Arsenal, yes. You've got people like Saka, people like Martinelli, people like Erdegaard, Ben White, that you know are still, Ben White maybe not so much, but relatively still young in the early days of football that you look back on this in 20, 25 years' time and think, yeah, that was a, that was a golden age. Um, but for me, I believe the late 1900s, early 1000s will always be the, the best set to look back on. And obviously for me, I've got a lot of like the 1999 Merlin-Henri. Um, I just feel like the, the, the further back you go, the more niche it becomes. You know, you look at cards, stickers from the 1900s and you like, you know, 1990 to 1999 you think in then nine years you're looking at a card from sticker from 25 years ago almost um so you know it does add to the value i feel like the how old they are and the grade they get um there's not really particularly any players now that i'm thinking of about sort of looking into buying to potentially look at holding for the next few years and then seeing what the value does but for me like i always there's, there's something about vintage and the retro and buying stickers, buying cards from, you know, the years I was born prior to that. Um, it's just knowing that these cards slash stickers are this old and that far, you know, these packs were opened before I was even born. Um, and you got yeah. a card graded sat in your collection now that you never thought knew existed. Um, so, yeah, I, I like there's a lot of generational players at the moment that you could look at and say in 15, 20 years time, they'll be incredible. The price will be up. That would be that card that everyone was like, we should have picked this up when we when we saw it the first time round. But um, yeah, for me, there's, just, there's something about that 1999 era. The I guess the year I was born, probably. Um, mm. But yeah, it's a, there's a lot of that that I will always look at look at picking up. Yeah, and obviously, Jace, I know you're a big collector, especially like the 50s, 60s era. Obviously, Francisco yeah. Hento goes by Paco Hento. You've got quite a lot of his stuff, but also have been looking into your players like uh, Puskas, Kabbalah. For people who don't know, like the players of the era is 50s, 60s, who played for Real Madrid, Barcelona especially, but also some of the other legends, like Telmo Zara, who played yeah. for Bilbao, if you correct me if I'm wrong there. But yeah, obviously, it's a very different market, that to your modern one. It's more a case of you've got to do a load of research into it. Like you said, you can see, I know on a few occasions, you showed me a sticker that you've never seen before, and then it turns out to be like only one ever graded. So... Obviously, knowing that market a lot more and seeing some of the prices of even like a PSA one going for five six hundred because it's so yeah. scarce. Um, that's obviously one of the, your main areas that you do PC. Is that something you'd always love to expand on, especially getting the legends, especially the ones in the Spanish league, like you do? No, hundred percent. I feel like honestly, I know nothing about the fifties and sixties compared to some other people that I've spoken to. Uh, shout out to Seb Cards. Uh, I don't know if you'll be listening to this, but his collection honestly from the 
50, 60s. He's got some from the uh, 1910s. He's got some racing ones, which are quite cool. Um, I think, for me personally, I think the 50s and 60s in Spanish football is a great thing to collect. Obviously, you've got Paga Hinto, very underrated. And apparently, I think you showed me, Ronnie, that he might be in FIFA as a FIFA icon mm-hmm. or something. So yeah. people who play FIFA might be like, oh, I, I never knew this guy. Let's research about it and then find out what achievements he's actually done. You've got Puskas, obviously, uh, Louis collects him. You've got um, Di Stefano, Telmo Zara, which not a lot of people know about. He's um, he was he's got the third most goals in the Liga. Um, obviously behind Messi Ronaldo, you've got, for example, um, this is quite a cool one that we spoke about. Uh, Pichichi. Um, obviously the the trophy that you get if you score the uh, most goals in the season in the Liga. He used to be an actual player, obviously for Bilbao. There's literally, I think, nothing of him. Um, I think it's only like postcards, but I think that era for me personally, just vintage itself is what to go for. I think we, we will talk about it as well. Vintage is the play for me. Personally, obviously I'll pick up the modern stuff, the players I do like, but I think, you know, cards I've got at the moment are 60 years old. In 50, 60 years, they're going to be, you know, 100 years old. And I think that will make the value go even more and more collectible. Yeah, I think it's as well, just like you say, it's growing the knowledge of the overall collector base of, some of these cards. I know I think a great place for anyone to look at if you just want to see a range of vintages going on like PWCC who's an auction. Oh house. wow. Um, yeah. You get some incredible stuff on there you didn't know existed from like playing cards in the 1920s to like like cash looking like it's like it's like for example when me me and Ronnie were yeah looking at PWCC and there was one it was um I didn't know but you did uh the FA the person who made the FA Cup or something yeah. Like there's a there's a cigarette card of him, I th- I think that's just so cool. Yeah, and you're looking. I think it was nineteen oh nine oh nine or so. So yeah. you're looking at 120 years old, and you're like, how, like it's unbe- unbelievable. And then you see him in like a eight or a nine. How's that grading better than my my modern yeah, it, cards? You're like, it's great to see, and I think that's one of them that I think slowly, I think people will slowly try and pick up some more stuff um, from them eras. But obviously, it depends on your PC at the end of the day. Obviously, when like our good friend Louis oh, underscore trade soccer collects a lot of puss gas and it's great to see some of his stuff. But at the end of the day, it just depends on who you PC. Uh, like me and H are more like 1990s onwards collectors. Obviously, there's some people only collect stuff 1960s and beyond. But moving on from obviously how we see about that, there was a release on Tops Now this weekend. I just want, I'm intrigued to see your boys' reactions on this one, whether you're going to be picking up any or not. So I'm starting with you, H, obviously, the big royal family fan of you are i'm taking you've already ordered all of them and you're gonna get them one of one psa i was shook i was actually shocked when i saw tops tweet that out and say that they've released tops now for the king's coronation i was like what <laughs> um no i haven't ordered any and no i probably won't Aww. but i'm because they are doing are they doing parallels for it please um, yeah well, i've one of one king's coronation one of one and uh, prince andrew oh yeah, I was, I was just <laughs> so confused. I was like, why on earth have they done I was, that? I was, I, was, I was honestly, I was at work. I looked at Instagram and um, some, you know, obviously you got the meme pages like that take the piss out of like tops and all that. I thought they were actually doing that. And I w- went on the website and I was, and I was like, what the hell? Like, you're going to get like match worn coronation or something. Shoot, I, I don't know. I'll, I won't be picking anything up. It's not Spanish, though. So. Uh, yeah, they will be. <laughs> They will be doing parallels. Oh, um, will they? Oh, the God. ten to five and a one of one. 
And it's going to be one of them. It's obviously <laughs> it's a niche product in terms of like obviously people want to collect it, but it's, it could be quite cool. To, I, I, I'm debating picking up one of them just to have. I think it's quite cool. That one of one can't be. Yeah, worth no. I'm saying my question: fifty quid, sure. My question to you: very is surprised. How much? I probably will be surprised knowing the hobby, but I mean. Say, I'm looking at the fort. Do you, do you think? Do you think like a, a lot of American people be interested in that one on one thing? Because obviously, a lot of American people, Canadian people, a lot of people around the world love the royal family. So I think that could be actually, mate. It probably might go more than you know a, a, a Wagner. You know what I mean? No. So this <laughs> is the thing. Of, I know rookies of royal. I'm not even taking the mic here when I'm saying this. Rookies of the royal family do do a fair whack, obviously. I think the Queen's rookie, I think it's from 1930 or 1940, done does quite well price-wise. The King Charles rookie now, as he's called, is quite nice. But having a look at these tops now, they're just a more iconic thing. And this is I'm going to lead on from this one. Would you I'll go to you, Jace, first? Obviously, it's quite hard for them to pick what to do it, but do you like seeing these tops now to not just sporting occasions, but potentially other things as well? I know we've spoken of it before with like a like obviously Premier League. Tops now to return or Panini instant equivalent, but just like different stuff happening around the world. I know obviously that tops do the equivalent for the presidential race and the elections in the States. So it's probably, a, I'm very happy they don't have like a Rishi Sunak one because I'd probably buy more. Oh, bojo. That with them, but I'm not going to be saying that live on air. But would you like to see more? Because obviously we had the London Card Show tops now. Would you like yeah. to see more non sports related like tops now sets? I wouldn't say I'll be buying them, but I think it'll be quite cool. Obviously, maybe it might get more people in the hobby. Um, obviously, yeah, I, I do like the London Card Show one. I think that was quite cool. Um, obviously, that was just one event. But I don't know. I'd, what events could you really do, to be honest? It's, it, it could be concerts, you know, like Post Malone's first ever concert. I don't know. But, like, what, what ones would you do? I, I think it'd be quite intriguing. Obviously, you can do... That's the thing. It's up to their entire. Like they could do like I don't know, like James Bond, when they announce a new actor, for example, who's going to be playing it, or like you say, yeah. they sell out Wembley. There's a load of different stuff that they can do, and I think it is quite cool to see in the long run, like these different things from Tops. Surprising. Uh, and how it works. Obviously, I know it's massive in America. This kind of stuff. I remember from you had a uh, I can't remember who it was. Now there was obviously Trump, Biden. You had Bernie as well, sleepy Bernie over on his chair, oh, like, doing nothing with the mitts on. But like, it's quite intriguing to see some of these, and hopefully, tops do bring out some more other stuff. I was kind of hoping that one of the cards had the red arrows flying over Buckingham Palace with the smoke, and I think that would just been a really nice card in general to have. Yeah, but, yeah like a red parallel. Ooh. Yeah, imagine that. No, it's just cool. It could be one of them. It's cool to have in the PC, but. Obviously, moving on to the last aspect of the show before we do close up for this week. And um, before we have a guest on next week who is in the line, so make sure. So, as this is going out on the Tuesday, tomorrow night should be an announcement of this. So, pay tuned because we will be asking for questions for the guest. But coming up, obviously, we're saying different sets are coming out. So, what is the set you're most looking forward to just to end up on? So, H, which set are you most looking forward to coming up within the next couple of months? Impeccable. Yeah, I think I think it's always been the most sought after, in my opinion. I think you know it's the biggest set, the most expensive, arguably by National Treasures. Um, but I, just, I think just some of the designs I've seen so far, like with the, also the new Hall of Fame as well. I just think you know I'm massively, massively looking forward to Impeccable coming out. 
Um, and of course, waiting for the secondary market because I can't afford to get into breaks. No um, but no, yeah, I think for me, it's definitely going to be definitely going to be impeccable. Perfect. And over to you, Jace. I don't even know. Oh, that's good. Um, I'm trying to think of sets like as obviously the ones that we mentioned. Chronicles. I'm not really that excited unless they have like a Rodrigo Raquel main there, which I'll pick up. Um, not really. I think maybe the Star Wars one that uh actually that we well you showed me i think it was uh the chrome yeah be excited for that but i think, I think i'm just going to be buying you know most vintage sets you know the new select that came out if there was one that i would say that came out i would say the select there's nothing really upcoming because obviously you know they're immaculate they're impeccables they're based you know in premier league which i don't really collect so but i'll probably say more vintage really yeah, and now there's Granite Shackers autos in Panini. For me, I'm going to say in Pegfall, obviously, favourite set anyway that Panini do. And now my thoughts of potentially a Granite Shacker autograph card in Impeccable. Yeah, and potentially Gabrielle as well, my two main PC. So I think Impeccable gets two votes from me and H, and obviously Select as well from Jace. But like we say, it's been another fantastic episode. Obviously, H, enjoy Germany. We look forward to in two months, a nice, a nice little review from you, uh, and no doubt you'll be posting pictures and keeping people up to date on your social medias. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And obviously, last but not least, thank you, Jace, for joining us yet again on the Top Load Podcast. For having um, me. So, for people who don't follow you, it's El Toro L underscore Toro underscore Cards on Instagram, and obviously El Toro Cards on YouTube. So, hope we wish you all the best of luck for YouTube, and then I've heard of a little rumour that there might be a giveaway coming up for your there might so obviously hit a thousand uh, followers so that's already done when I do hit a hundred subscribers there will be a giveaway I need to sort obviously everything out see what I actually want to do I think I've got in mind what I'm going to do so hopefully uh, a lot of people enter that giveaway and hopefully it's not one of you guys who win it because it looked like it'll be rigged oh thanks well, no, like I say, do head over to YouTube and Instagram to follow Jason on L underscore trade cards on Instagram and obviously L Tarot cards on YouTube. But yeah, again, thank you everyone for listening. If you're following along on YouTube, please leave a subscribe and leave a like button as well. And then also, if you're listening on Spotify, you, uh, Spotify, Apple and all other platforms, thank you for listening along yet again. And that is it for episode 62 of the Top Coat Podcast. I hope everyone out there is doing well, staying safe, buying, selling, trading, and all that good stuff. But most importantly, happy hobbying and good night.